0: This is a Media 8 production. This podcast may have explicit themes and swearing and may not be suitable for children.
1: There needs to be open conversations about celebrating the triumphs and the, the wins, but also a lot of talk about the struggles and the, the stuff that we as parents, not talking about our kids, but we are struggling with. So it could be to do with health, well, our own relationships. And we just want to sort of... Create this open, non judgmental space where people can be free to, to be themselves.
0: The world is full of amazing people, and once a week I get the opportunity to interview one of them. My name is Brett McCallum, and this is Awesome Human. This week's Awesome Human doesn't sit still for very long. She's always on the go, and apart from being a dedicated parent, she's also accomplished in a range of diverse and interesting ventures. For example, She's a communications consultant, a lifestyle architect, a yoga instructor, a vlogger, a blogger, a speaker, a thought leader, an investor, and co-founder of Parent Hoodlum. I want to hear more about all these exciting ventures, especially the Parent Hoodlum stuff and all those tricky, awkward, complicated, delicate experiences that come with the love of parenting. We had a little chat before we started and she was a bit nervous. She said to me, I say um a lot. And I said to her, that's fine, I say fuck a lot, so it's all good. Welcome, Dominica Darrington. How are you?
1: Thanks, Brett. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you, buddy? I'm wonderful. Nice.
0: Always good. Thanks Always for good. having me. No worries. Thanks for coming. Don't need to be nervous. Big breath. I'll
1: do my yoga. Yeah, yoga. Jaya breath.
0: I love yoga. I love the um, shavasana, where I can just lay there and do it nothing. <laughs> it's pretty good.
1: It's, it, well, it's one of the most important poses, though. Actually, it is the What's most. Shavasana. Yeah, and everyone thinks it's quite easy, but it's, it's, I think it's quite difficult is to actually get that, you know, to reap the benefits of the whole, all the asanas, the postures, you really have to, um, yeah, at the end, really have to like I like it for the whole eat. period though. Really nice. I like to go into shavasana <laughs> at the start
0: and stay there. I love it. One of my favourite jokes is that um, – Someone was go to yoga and yoga, and you sit there and go, "Namaste." My ass in bed while you go to yoga. I just that's a good dad joke. Anyway, <laughs> we met uh, a while ago now, a few, probably a couple of months ago, yeah. and we uh, were at an event called Fuck Up Nights. As a lot of people know, that I presented it that evening. Such good it night. was such a good night, wasn't yeah, it? That night
1: was awesome, but I, I think everyone is always good.
0: And like, those evenings, yeah, yeah I just but, love the that fact that, that
1: evening that, was pretty special. There was a good. Good mesh of people. It was a great venue and stuff as yeah. well, which was
0: all good. But we we met, and I met you and your wonderful husband, and uh, we were talking about how we've got lots of kids between us. <laughs> lots of kids. Quite a lot. And then what we were <laughs> chatting about was how fucked up parenting he really is, oh how God. good it is, obviously, but how fucked up it is at the same
1: time. It's just so awesomely tricky. <laughs> it's so – so, like, don't you sometimes just feel like you're – for me – I sometimes like have those moments where I'm like I am fucking smashing this. I'm parenting the crap out of life. This is awesome. And then suddenly they grow up, something pivots, there's a shift and I go I have no freaking idea what I'm doing. I am winging it. I'm making it up. Yep. Um I'm I don't have any training for this. I don't have any credentials. Was I actually meant to do this gig? No. Why the hell did we choose to have four? <laughs> um <laughs>
0: Like, but do you know why you did because after three you thought actually that's not that much harder than two
1: thought or it'll be easier because then we they nailed can, it
0: oh we did the same thing
1: we thought no actually we strategically so we're one of those lucky people who can actually get pregnant yeah. e- easily i mean that's i like to, get, to call it
0: super sperm yeah well let's not go there it was all about me obviously at the time yeah yeah
1: no just um i think like to, to get to that stage is pretty freaking awesome yeah. is it like um because i know with lots of friends and people all around, it's really hard to even get there.
0: Well, the odds Uh, are one trillion to one to become a human.
1: It's bonkers, right? Insane.
0: And then we can create humans. That's even more insane.
1: And then the pressure comes because you're like, oh, I've made this (laughs) amazing little fucker. How do I raise them? And I should be so grateful that we've created them. You go to the manual, the
0: instruction guide that obviously comes with the child and you read that from back to front. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, but that doesn't happen.
1: No. Um, yeah, so we I think um, we always felt really lucky and grateful, and we thought we were kind of smashing it when they were little. To yeah. be honest, um, world's we're just, best parents. I just thought this baby gig, like it's not easy. I, I shouldn't say that because the baby gig and everyone has different phases that it's easier right?
0: than when they're older.
1: <laughs> the, the no attitude, I've got to say, I don't. That, that's tricky, but um, but yeah, so we felt grateful that we even got to that phase yeah. of being able to create them, conceive. We had a few miscarriages, so that's always a bit. Tricky, we yeah. There. Grief and loss. Um, but then we, yeah, and and I still think we, I especially carry that. Even my husband like gets a bit sad thinking about that. Yeah. But but we also feel a lot of gratitude for the fact that we have four kids. Yeah, and they're alive and they're still. sort of yeah, still <laughs> they're sort of thriving. You know. Um, but yeah, it is. It's kind of overwhelming. But we did. We were at Legoland. I remember it. There's a there's a point in and our Carl's heads. Cows, bad in the US. In um no, in um Legoland, Legoland. Heathrow, That's where we used to Which is
0: actually in Windsor. In, in the Windsor, UK. Yeah. yeah. You know what? It's I right do, near I've the, been to all of
1: them. <laughs> it's right near the airport. Yeah. And that was our strategic way to get the kids through jet lag when we did home visits when we we're living Very in Shanghai. Very and we did the UK home visit because my husband's British. Um yeah, so we were there and I remember we were pretty tired, just trying to keep the kids alive and awake. Um, and going, feeding them candy. And my, my husband and I just said, Jason and I said, oh, we just, like, we don't want to go on a ride with one of them to even up the team. We had three at the time. Yeah. So we sort of looked at each other and said, well, obviously have another one. Then they can even up the team. They Thanks, can raise, Land. <laughs> they can raise themselves. That was our mentality. We had the same. Completely backfired, obviously. Um, <laughs> or we're not reaping benefits yet. It'll happen. So we, when they're thirty, <laughs> when and they're they bring home, home grandkids and stuff. When, it, when the, yeah, you got to keep the faith. Um, yeah. So yeah, we feel lucky because we chose that. Yes, and we have that, and
0: it worked, and it happened. And yeah. as you say, you are luckiest people alive. We're the same.
1: We are lucky, and it's chaos. Our house is often like a zoo. Um, yeah, like it's it's <laughs> you, you would relate. Like it's just yep. I, I I don't know. Is it putting out fires constantly? Is it yeah? But it, it's good. I mean. Yeah, life's good. It's full. You, would, you wouldn't
0: you wouldn't give it away for the world, but at the same time, it sucks ass sometimes.
1: Yeah, and I think I think when you also are uh, so obviously we raised our kids in China. We might speak about that later, but um, we were a traveling zoo because yeah. we traveled a lot with them. Really lucky, um, but we were very odd in the one child, you know, arena and and country that we're living. So we stood out a lot. Um and we you still do that? Don't like we people still say do how many here. kids you got? You go Oh, oh my God! you have got four children. We're That's sort like, of so. <laughs> yeah, it, it's um, it just happens. Doesn't it? Down, what's the average now? Two point one.
0: Yeah, I think so. I Went from two point four or three yeah.
1: to two point one. Yeah. So um.
0: But anyway, today not about your kids. No, Today's it's, all about it's you. Not.
1: It's not about them. It's
0: all about screw you. Screw the
1: kids. Screw
0: the kids. It's about <laughs> Dominica. Because actually, when we first started, I asked you how you actually say your name because. No, I would have went, Dominique.
1: Yeah, oh. Dominica. Yeah, I got Dominica. That
0: so where's Dominica come from? What?
1: Mum and dad love unique names. Oh, do they? Um, yes, <laughs> I'm one of six. Um, so we have what like are the a others: Daniel, Liesel, Madeline, Lucas. Oh, hang on,
0: go back. Liesel. Liesel. As in like Liesel Jones, same sort of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. In,
1: uh, that's sort of our Austrian um, <laughs> okay. heritage. Um, Madeleine, French. Madeline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucas. Also, with the C or a K? A C, yeah. Dominica, um, and then Eugène, French as well. Wow. Random, right?
0: <laughs> so
1: our kids are also pretty random. What are yours? Jasmine, Sabian, um, Indigo, Casper with a K. Casper with a K. Hmm. Nice. The German names. version. Yeah. What are so, yours?
0: I've got uh, Tabitha, Abigail, Baxter, and Archer. I like it. It's cool. Names are really cool. It's one of those things that also when you first become a parent, what are we going to call the kid? Yeah. Yeah, we've got it sorted. We know, we know. And then it becomes, well, it's actually a girl. So Brian's not going (laughs) to suit that that child. (laughs) Actually, with our fourth archer, we um, did rock, paper, scissors in the car park at the hospital because I wanted to call him Carter. Yeah. And Simone was, that's my wife, She she was adamant on archer and said, come on then. And she goes, "What are you doing?" I said, go on, rock, paper, scissors." She says, "You can't. You got. You're joking." I went, "No, no. That's the way we're going to do this."
1: That's ace.
0: <laughs> and uh, and I worked, and she won. I let her win, but uh, only because she was in labour, and I thought I I, got I might vetoed. get killed.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. And I um I remember at the start, like we yeah, Jace vetoed all of my names because yeah, they I were very the out there, mm. and then all of his names were just a bit fucking boring, to be honest. <laughs> and I was just like, "No, we're not. We're not going with that." Um and so we had to like, it was a bit of a yeah, negotiation. And then by the second <laughs> you third, you just like
0: Yeah, exactly. That's it you. in. Did you find out if they were boys or girls before they were born?
1: No, but we um what was it by so I I thought I was having a boy at the start. It was a girl. Second one I thought I was having a girl, it was a boy. Yeah, I was clearly <laughs> You're good at this. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't very good <laughs> with my instincts. And then um I, I, but with Sabes, who was number two, because we were in China, we had like the 4D ultrasounds. Yeah, yeah. So freaky, you, isn't it? Yeah, pretty freaky. So you kind of like knew. They talked to you. Yeah. <laughs> so we never found out. We wanted that surprise. I think that's also, I, I don't know, a lot of people, I always felt that I didn't want to find out. We found out. Um, Because I, I think I was worried that I'd get to, it's ridiculous, but like when I say it now, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like the attachment, you're already yeah. attached with a yeah, name yeah. or not, right? So attached. But I just felt um, after the losses, I just thought I need to, I need to not name it or know the gender yeah, um, beforehand so that, yeah, it was sort of like a coping mechanism.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because we um, we found out but we didn't tell anyone and we always told everyone, no, we didn't know, we didn't know. Yeah, yeah. But we, we always knew. We knew
1: yeah. um, Which is nice to have that secret as well. Yeah, you. it's just,
0: just we're yeah. the only people in the world that know and all that sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really because we lost a little one in the middle and um, but we named him and it, it was Zach yeah. and so the kids all know about Zach and that was their little brother and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But the thing there is that um, – we we did that on purpose to to actually know what they were. <laughs> Friends of ours in the UK did it.
1: Very practical. It's
0: oh great. yeah, of course. But so they were having a, a boy. So the whole room was no a girl, sorry. Whole room was bright pink. They did it. He was. They all had a boy.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 they found out. Yeah, definitely a girl named it. The whole lot end up being a boy.
1: <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so I know, like, it's kind of you, I They're not always hundred percent accurate, are they? Just, no.
0: But you just cost them a, as long as the they're surprise, happy and healthy. Spontaneity
1: and surprises are good. Oh, I'm gonna talk about you. What's yeah. your
0: first ever memory? You Mine? personally? Ever? How far mm, back can you go?
1: Um Yeah, I think well, this is really interesting because I don't I always say this um when I speak to my family about it. I think, is it my memory or is it the memory of our family discussing it, which makes me think it's the memory? But this is Or what a I'll photo say. that
0: you've seen of it.
1: Yeah. So well it's um at Farmer Jacks, we used to take – Farmer Jacks is like um, a dude like who used to own this awesome farm yeah. in um, country Victoria because I'm from Melbourne originally. Um, and we used to go there as a family and I was four, yeah, just four I think, and um, yeah, fell off the haystack. Like, Well, actually not fell, <laughs> I dived. <laughs>
0: Stage diving. I, I, I d- we'll yeah. get to that later in life and, um, as well. It's like I, these things go full circle. I know,
1: seriously. <laughs> And so I cut the top of, I've still got like a massive um, scar. I cut the top, like slashed the top of my head on this steel bucket. he just milked the cow. I know, it's a bit like out of a movie, this B-grade <laughs> dodgy movie. Um, but it was a really nice so, memory. From a Jack's milking that, a
0: cow. I staged over off a bale of hay. Know, we we just my head arrived. On on oh, we oh, wow. just
1: rolled up from the long drive. Um, yeah, and um, so that I ended up going to hospital and I think I got a new dressing gown. And yeah, I had the stitches. All the good things in life. Yeah, but I remember thinking it was quite, quite fun. Like it wasn't a negative experience. It was just, yeah, that was you were the
0: center of attention.
1: I thought of was it because I'm number five, exactly. so it was like, it's I'll like
0: I'll take it. I'll <laughs> take got, it. I'll take it. I'll <laughs> cut my head open. I'll dive <laughs> off Balzac. Like,
1: hey. Which reminds me, this is this is also funny. So say so, when we're in Shanghai, Sabe's. So we just moved house. The second day we're in that house, we moved from like Pushi, which is. The west side mm-hmm. um, to Padong, the east side um, of the river. And um, we, so out to the suburbs. It, they, we called it, it was like Poo Jersey. <laughs> we called it like the, the Poo Jersey was like New Jersey, New yeah. York. Um, so we went from this really cool, like city, high vibe life to like the suburbs for more space, mm. family, bit. What number kid was that? Um, well, number two. Yeah. Well, no, sorry. We'd had three by then, but Sabe's was about two and a bit. And he was running around doing circles around. We had this sort of villa on this compound. He was running around doing circles, and the tiles were really slippery. <laughs> and he gashed his head. There were like glass stairs. Yeah, it's not. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Occupational health and is good yeah. in China. Massive. Yeah. Um. So he gashed his like eye here, yeah. and um. Yeah. I podcast could, people I could, can't see you do that. Say, oh, it's well, just above the eye. I, above <laughs> the eye. Yeah. Sorry. Um And he, um, yeah, like literally I took photos of it. You could see the bone. Oh. Like it was very deep. We had to take him to a plastic surgeon. Hang on, son. I just going to get a photo of that. He's bleeding out. Man. Pretty... Hang on a minute.
0: Let me <laughs> no. get a photo. oh
1: When we got into the hospital, I took a photo. Yeah. Once he was sort of in managed care. I can
0: understand. That's the funniest part. Yeah. Oh, hang
1: on. That looks funny. <laughs> Quick. We've got to get this on social. Um, yeah. So he, this is what's funny about this. This relates because he he remembers that vividly when he was like two and a quarter, I think. Yeah. Because he said after he'd had his plastic surgery, he had nine stitches um, and, yeah, all good. And we took him, Jason and I took him, you know, to um, Di, which is like this cool area of Shanghai, to a burger joint and we are sitting there, he was sipping on his chocolate milkshake in recovery. (laughs) We thought he was in recovery. But actually he he said to us, there was this pause, because he's quite a speaker like me, pause and he went, I'm a dad, this is the best day of my life. (laughs) <laughs> and it's because we both, both of us, had attention on him. On him. Yeah. So that's uh, we we sort of looked at each other and went, "Ooh, okay, yeah. yep. maybe we should look at what we do." We we'll take. Oh, we oh we we just thought, "Yeah, there's something wrong here," but we'll take that compliment. That's <laughs> we're funny, like, isn't Awesome. It? We're having a
0: good time. <laughs> Great milkshake.
1: Yeah, awesome burger. Thanks
0: for the nine stitches. <laughs> Oh, so, yeah. that's a classic.
1: So he'll, he'll remember that.
0: Um, well, you grew you grew up in Victoria. Yep, Melbourne. Yeah. And did you um? In where'd you go to Q. school? Far um, Q. Yeah. What's Far Q?
1: If you say you're from Q, people say near or Far Q. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, I went to Sacred Heart Primary School.
0: Sacred Heart. That Catholic sounds sweet. It
1: was yeah. It was re- it was actually a really good school. Yeah. It was yeah. a very you know churchy. What? Um, pretty churchy, mm. like it was pretty churchy. But the thing that was cool about it was it was really diverse. Like I, this is my memory of it. I just remember thinking, I go to an awesome school because in my class, and you know, then people didn't. There wasn't so much transient. So you kind of started in prep, yeah. and I went through to year six there, um, and all my siblings did. And the great thing was um, in my class. We had such a mix and diversity of cultures. Oh really? And I remember being really like aware, but also grateful for that. Yeah. We had like um, so my mates were like from Malaysia, Hong Kong, Uganda, um, Singapore, um, Italy, Switzerland. As far as you're
0: concerned, they're just kids. Doesn't really matter. Yeah,
1: they're just like me. You know, they're just awesome little humans. Yeah. We're we're just running around doing our thing. Probably probably being. Little assholes and as you, well. Do you, are you in still,
0: contact with any of them now?
1: Yeah, so um, not uh, not loads and loads of them, but, yeah, I think I'm in, back in touch with about, you know, like eight of them. and um, Funny, isn't it? And it's nice. It's nice. Mm. Like I've been away for a long time, so I haven't, like, seen them regularly, yep. though actually one of them um, came up to the Gold Coast. Um, he's still in Melbourne and he came up to the Gold Coast when? Uh, last year. And we, yeah, because we connected again on social media, and he, um, we had a good walk along Burley, nice. and had really good chats. It was weird. It was like there was, it was like. And what?
0: How old were you when you first met? Like in, in primary school?
1: Yeah, like five. Awesome, isn't it? That and it, it, yeah, it was good.
0: I'm very like a couple of my really good mates. Uh, I played under five soccer with.
1: That's unreal. And we're
0: still really good mates now and we, we make sure we catch up at least a couple of times a year, but yeah. we speak most weeks and or, or send stupid things to each other on text yeah, messages and stuff ace. like that. But, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty amazing how um how that yeah. period. There's actually a, a girl that's moved up to the Gold Coast now and um, she's moved to Hope Island and her kid plays soccer, where well, my kids play soccer, and uh, I was introducing her to my daughter and she goes, I've known your dad since we are in preschool together. <laughs> it's just like... Hilarious. Wow, that's a long time ago.
1: <laughs> Quite a long time. Makes you feel old. Um yeah, but that you know there's something about those friendships from back. I don't know. I just love people from all like you can connect with someone when you just meet them, right? Yep. But I think there's something about this is what's different. There's something about growing up with someone because they even though you lost touch for a bit and you know there's whole seasons of your life that they haven't been in, you you get there's this there's this sort of deeper connection. Yeah, so with this guy, we literally um, resonated on so many different levels. We've lived such different lives. Like he's lived a real corporate life, um, very much like, stayed in Australia I've lived this crazy all over the shop life in different countries um yet we still had the same patterns of what Amazing, we were going through at the same time yeah so that was nice it was good
0: i think that's also an age thing um like a lot yeah. of my we got married pretty early yep. and uh, there was a couple got married around the same time and we come back from england when we were over there for like 5 years later and a whole pile of them got married again. They all have, all these things happen. Then someone has kids and someone else has kids and I just sort of, yeah, it's 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 really funny how these stages in life go, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's bizarro. So you
0: went to the Catholic school? Yep. Girls, boys, was it mixed?
1: Yeah, so Secai is mixed. And then where'd um, you go in high school? Then I went to um, a convent. Convent? <laughs> um, yeah, Loretto Mandeville um, Did Hall. Did you stay there? Um, no, so I didn't board. Okay. Um, so I caught the... Like the school bus, yeah. Um, up until and were year the nuns nine. as mean
0: as everyone said?
1: Um, our nuns are actually pretty nice. Yeah. we had like a, the thing I really loved about it, and I still take the kids back when we we're in Melbourne. I, you know, even we're there in July, and I did a bit of a drive by. do
0: they love when you drive around? This is where I did, and they're all yeah. kind of, Dad.
1: <laughs> Dad, what are you doing that for? I don't care. We, do, we take yeah, them on the tour. Time. Yeah, we do that. Yeah, um, they, they just we do
0: it now just to annoy them.
1: Their eyes glaze over. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, if they've really been annoying, you can just do that as a bit of a. <laughs> 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 exactly. Um, yeah. So we yeah have really good memories of um, high school as well. Were, like, were you good,
0: bad, ugly? Were you a um, were you a nerd or were you a, like a, a troublemaker?
1: No, I, I'm gonna say um, you were a chatter. Yeah, given. Um, yeah, I was definitely talking. Um, I was kind of a bit of all. Like um, I would say that I went between, like I never had, I wasn't in the cool group. Yeah. I wasn't in the nerdy group either like the, you know, um, who are probably doing amazing things now and were back then too. But I was sort of in the in middle. Or in the
0: local pub still because they never went anywhere. <laughs> That's what I like to think.
1: Never know. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was, um, I was really sporty. Yep. I was um, rowing captain. So I really loved, or sorry, not rowing captain. I shouldn't say that. I was in rowing, like the rowing first. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um loved that. Um I we did lots of sport as kids. Like I did ballet when I was younger and gymnastics, we did little aths, we did yeah. just heaps. Always tennis was a big was one.
0: Busy, busy, busy.
1: Yeah. I don't know how mum and dad did it with six of us. Like we yeah. but we I never felt like we missed out on anything. I was probably probably one of the most demanding ones. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd never
0: pick that. me that.
1: I know <laughs> you're shocked, right? Um yeah. And then I also um, loved school for, uh, it was, you know, it was an all girls school. So that.
0: Is that, that a good thing?
1: I don't know. I mean, I definitely know that we're not doing that route with our kids, um, but they've been exposed to like co ed, um, you know, the whole time. And I think, I'm not sure. Um, I liked it. I liked it because I think I was able to not get so distracted. Um, but as soon as I hit university, Obviously, it was quite a lot, quite distracting.
0: Well, that's my next one. So you <laughs> left high school and now going to uni. Where are we going to yeah. uni?
1: Um, I went to, I did um, Bachelor of Arts, Bachelor of Commerce at Deakin um, in Melbourne. And then I also did my Master's. Why did you do a Bachelor of Arts?
0: Is that because you didn't know what you wanted to do and that was the sort thing?
1: Sort of. Um, but I also, I loved languages. So I did like, um, I studied Indonesia and French mm-hmm. um, and ended up studying, like majoring in Asian studies and in Indonesian. Um, yeah, it was also because I was why? Not,
0: why is that? Is that sure. some influence you had that?
1: that yeah, that's the cool. reason you did that. Yeah, so um, year nine we um went. I, that was my first like um eye opener where I just got the travel bug. Like we went on a school trip and um had like a two week study tour.
0: Where Indonesia?
1: Uh, yeah, so we went to this um school was so
0: much better than mine.
1: Like it was west of Jakarta. We
0: went to Canberra.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that was pretty cool. So um. Since that trip, I think I suddenly just the whole world opened to me, and I was like, "Wow, yeah." So, um, that just basically planted the seed of I'm going to Double explore ball. and be this adventurer. Um, so and you did yeah. that out of
0: uni. So you, you finish uni, then where do you go?
1: Um, so yeah, in between uni, like, so you know, you get get the long summer breaks. Of, what, four or five months? Yeah. <laughs> <It was laughs> Some ridiculous life. amount. Yeah, so I'd kind of save up um, and work throughout uni. Like I, I worked at the uni bookstore and I worked at New Zealand Ice Cream Shop. Oh, what a pokey gr- pokey ice cream. In Ligon Street. I used to make the waffles. I wow. loved it. I, I pleaded with mum and dad to, to let them let me have a, a part-time job when I was, I think, legal like 15.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And they kept saying, oh, you know, it's better to focus on your studies and it's okay. And I just thought if I – if I want to have independence and learn the value of money and be able to buy, you know, I think we're really into like the Esprit brand then. Now I don't give a toss about brands, but back then. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm not bothered. (laughs) Um, But like, um, yeah, so back then I I wanted to have my own stuff. Yeah. Um, And yeah, like mum, I never felt like we didn't, we weren't given all the things, but it was more that, they said, Do you know what? If you want that stuff, yep. you need to earn it or buy it. Good well, to learn. Yeah. So it's good. Um, so, but they didn't really want me to get a job because I thought that that would deviate off my studies. And I had so many extracurricular activities. If you want
0: stuff, get a job and buy stuff, but you can't have a job. So you can't get no. stuff and buy stuff. There's I logic in that. It's
1: a bit weird. I th- maybe they were hoping I was a criminal, like stealing. Ah, there you notes. go. But um, yeah. So I started that job um, and it was good. So uh, lots of my friends would be out and about, like on a Saturday night, a Friday night, and I would, I'd be, you know, doing the waffles and the ice cream shop. But some of my mates, they would come meet me at, and then we'd go out after all. Nice. so Yeah, it was good. I liked it.
0: The waffle maker. It's funny how you got that one job from way back then that that's, um, that's what you remember. I was a porter at a hotel. Yeah, nice. I literally parked cars and carried bags. Yeah, cool. Best job I nice. ever had in my whole life. I yeah. just enjoyed it. You had freedom. You talk to people. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. I never got to make waffles. I ate lots of them.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I no, never actually got to make them. Yes,
1: yeah, so that was good. So I did that. Um, saved up my money, and in between university, um, I would go traveling. Yeah, I had a lot. Like Southeast Asia was, um, yeah, I loved that. So I traveled from so the trip
0: to Indonesia. Really got that passion going for yes. Southeast Asia.
1: So I could almost not blame mum and dad, but yeah, they definitely like. They gave me that amazing opportunity. Um, so, yeah, then it sort of just bit me big time. But yeah. so just, um, yeah, We so I loved backpacking and we. So you got um, your degree? Yep. What's so your degree in? I did Bachelor of Commerce, Bachelor of Arts. Yep. And then I started, so I, in between I went backpacking, you know, Malaysia, Thailand, Laos, Vietnam. And then um, after I graduated, I started my honours um, in um, PR and marketing. Yeah. Um, but six months into it, my heart wasn't in it. And I just I really thought that my head was saying don't quit, just keep just finish. But something inside me was going, I'm why why do this if you're not actually in it? Mm. So I worked in the bookstore still at uni throughout that time and then thought I'm going to go overseas. So I went to um Korea, South Korea, and I taught business English for a year. Wow. Um and that was epic. Yeah. So how old were you then? Um 23. Mm-hmm. Um 22, yeah, yeah, I think 20, 23, 22. Let's say um,
0: between 22 and 23. The I reckon already. Like, yeah, um, you yeah, slept since
1: Yeah, <laughs> not
0: much, but yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then yeah, so did that. That was amazing. So got to meet. Yeah, that was where it really solidified. Okay, but could you speak Korean? A little bit. 안녕하세요, <laughs> 감사합니다. Um, yeah. What other
0: languages do you speak?
1: Um, I can speak um Mandarin. I'm yeah. I'm sort Fluent. of. Uh, I'd say I'm like intermediate. Okay. Our kids
0: uh. I'm more like orange than I mean. sorry, that's like, a really bad joke. Our,
1: our kids um had definitely um they don't have the tone or the accent because they're born there. Yeah. There's this pretty like if you hear them speaking or our Chinese friends, they would think they're locals.
0: So do they do Chinese at school? Yeah. That's just cheating, isn't mm-hmm. it? Really.
1: Um. At school now they do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, they, you know, they're not doing, it's not like loads and loads. It's not no, like no. it was in China. They've had two hours of homework in China. Wow. Yeah, yeah they get, what, 20 minutes?
0: Wow. Can you speak Japanese
1: at all? Hajimemashite. Uh, you,
0: know, <laughs> you know when uh, you walk into a sushi restaurant and yes. they go,
1: Dade hasai." <laughs> What's it actually say? You know? It's like welcome.
0: Okay. Because all I heard on the radio once is actually sounds like they say dirty hussy. <laughs> so now every time you walk into a job, it'll stick in your head. Trust me, it did to me. They go, Dirty hussy. And it's oh, crack up. Anyway, <laughs> that's a side You're like, story. You me? I'm classy. Exactly. Come
1: on. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a Japanese um, demi pair actually living with us. So we, um, every, it's funny what you pick up from other cultures. So every time Japanese people, they're so polite and so respectful. Um, and they, before they, you know, it's like a grace thing. Yeah. Instead of saying grace, they'll say tadakimas. That's like thanking the universe or whoever they're thanking yeah. for their meal. Okay. And um, our little, our little three-year-old Casper says tadaki Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, Mickey Mouse. That's yeah, pretty thanks, funny. Thanks, Mickey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cheers, Mickey. Oh, that's funny. So we're in South Korea.
1: Yeah. So South Korea, and then um. Yes, single so that still was awesome. this stage. Um. Yeah. Well, in uni, I did. I. I was dating. A bloke and that was good um didn't really work out but we still stayed in touch and then I went to Korea and we said okay we'll do a bit of distance um or we like we broke up and said let's see what happened mm. stayed in touch then I met a French Canadian um guy over there so yeah that was good um and he sort of yeah I, I I guess I had the chance to go to Canada with him but I was like I my heart still lay with the other guy it was a bit tricky and just actually just as that guy had left for his gig, and we we stayed in touch. Too, the other bloke from Melbourne, um, surprise visited me in oh, South he Korea. Left. Oh, he knew they knew about each other <laughs> though. Oh, okay. It was That's pretty, right, it was pretty open because yeah. there was no cheating or anything. Like yeah. I've never done that. Um, and yeah, um, it was all very yeah open. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so he so anyway, I had that experience. Um, and then came back to Melbourne. And I think I was trying to fit back in, you know, into Australian Tough life. What to do when you've been overseas? Bit tricky. Yep. And um, so I just said to this bloke, I, I don't think I can stay. I can't do this. Um, I need to, I wanna go overseas again. So we ended up going to Taipei. Together. Taiwan together. uh uh-huh. Um, and yeah, we had these big plans. So he was kind of gonna go into economics, which is what he sort of did, and I was gonna go into PR. And we'd lined up these jobs and we arrived on the day of the TFC. Um, no. Nice. Oh, no, sorry. Not GFC. What am I talking about? Um, the September 11. Oh. So we actually arrived at our um, accommodation, like our little backpackers, um, and we viewed the second plane,
0: like, I mean, yeah.
1: live. We thought it was a recording because um, someone had said, oh, do you know what's happening? We were like, no, we've just run on a plane. Yeah, so our jobs fell through there. But we tried to stay and try and find other work. So we we're there for about three months. It was good. Um, but we just decided, you know what? It's not working out. It's not meant to be. So we came back home, broke up. Um, and then, then I, then what happened? Then I, then I worked. I was back home for a bit. My sister got sick. Um, cancer. So wow. I was there. Yeah, she's she was in remission um and she's been very well since. So oh, that's yeah, great. News. Um yeah, really good. But I was there. I felt grateful actually to be back there then. Yeah. Um with her during her treatment. And um, yeah, and as soon as she kind of got the green light that all was good. You're I've, off again. I off I went off again. <laughs> well, I'd applied for the Australian Youth Ambassador Program, um, which is a cool program the government does. Um, and they send, um, I think it's 18 to 30 year olds yep. on overseas missions. So yeah, I got that um to go to Cambodia with the Red Cross um oh, to wow. do be a PR trainer advisor. That was really cool. So I did that, went over there, the world opened up again. That just being in a developing country, love that place. Cambodia. Just, yeah. yeah. The Khmer people, like it was so bizarre. Cause literally I remember the office I was in, there was probably like 20 of us. And ha- when you to know them more, half of them had been in the Khmer Rouge, oh, been really? forced to be, yeah, with yeah, it was full on. And then the other half were, um, I guess, sufferers and victims of the Khmer Rouge. And they're working together. And it was unbelievable. And this is so, like, recent. Yeah. And I just always was so humbled by the fact that they could collaborate yeah, yeah. somehow. Um. And they, you know, we didn't talk a lot about politics and we certainly didn't talk a lot about that in the office, but they would open up here and there when we had our trips, you know, to different areas. So, yeah, that was a cool gig. I ended up um, doing lots of projects in landmine awareness. So went to lots of landmine zones. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, what am I? <laughs> um, but amazing. Yeah, um, the remnants of war. I mean, yeah, examples like it's a bit crazy to get your head around um, still, but we'd go to schools. Um, and they would, st- like, the, there'd be UXOs, like, unexploded ordnance. Um, I ended up doing my thesis on this later on, actually. Um, and the and in a school, there'd be a massive, like, um, UXO as the school bell. And they'd still be. And it's a bomb. Yep, it's a bomb. But because it hasn't gone off and detonated for, like, decades, they just thought it never would. So they're banging <laughs> on it. Yeah, yeah. So we we <laughs> used to go around and try and educate and Awareness about
0: that big metal thing you're hitting yeah. with a stick. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. And
1: then fishermen would like throw UXOs into water to try and kill the fish as a like an efficient way of fishing. It was pretty bizarre. Wow. Um, there were lots of people with. Do two- you feel unsafe over there? Um, there were a few occasions where I remember a phone call with mum, um, where there was you know like in the background. Yeah. And some, it felt like, for her, I explained it was, I said it was fireworks. Like, <laughs> it was actually like AK-47s. Wow. So we did. We lived in big compounds and we had guards at the yep. front of our compound. So it was a little bit unsafe, but I guess I didn't really feel that unsafe. Like, How old are
0: you now? About 25, 26? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um, yeah. And we were with, we were also with the program. So we knew... Um, we, you know, you kept you kept your wits about you and didn't yep. do something ridiculously stupid. You were really respectful, and yeah, I mean, it was really great memories. Um, just they're lovely people, and yeah, I, I would have, you
0: recommend people do that? The program, yeah,
1: yeah, it was awesome. Yep. But how long really, was really the good? program? Yeah. Oh wow!
0: So you yeah. get paid to be over there? Yeah. And um, and you get is. looked after yep. while you're there.
1: Yep. We got like um, our housing allowance and you got this like a stipend living allowance. And, yeah, you, you just connected with a lot of people. Back awesome. then, yeah, Cambodia was um really like uh, NGO land back then. Yeah. I think now it's changed. We actually took the kids backpacking around Southeast Asia and Cambodia and Vietnam about three years ago. And I remember thinking, wow, Cambodia is actually so different now because a lot of the NGOs have gone out because they just – I don't know. I guess they just couldn't couldn't work out how to with the corruption and survive, yeah, man. just tricky. Um, but I remember thinking, wow, out of all of Southeast Asia, Cambodia for some reason seems to definitely have not thrived in so many ways when it really should have.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but health wise, I think it's much better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, like I did do HIV/AIDS awareness stuff as well. So that I, on the health side, I think it's improved quite a lot. Definitely yeah heaps heaps of a long way to go
0: yeah. you just said something then which is really interesting is that you took your kids backpacking around asia yeah. so were you we staying in hostels and stuff like that or just um, in hotels yeah
1: i say backpacking <laughs> jace my hubby would say it was sort of more hoteling like, <laughs> we yeah so we, we we did have backpacks and we took yeah we we took and we did take the children and we did take so the kids so therefore we took the so kids therefore I'm correct no <laughs> um, we um no, we literally did pack very lightly though. Uh-huh. Like our, our um Indigo at the time, she was like three, um, no, was she three? She might have been four. And she she's a bit of a hoarder. She likes to destroy. And we said we're not. You can take one toy, one book. And she, at the end on the plane, I remember <laughs> her opening up her backpack, and there was all these like little, you know, shocking made in China toys. <laughs> coming out and Lego and random puzzle pieces and and I was just laughing. But anyway, we yeah, she's yeah, that was I, I was like, wow, I got we're one of them too. really backfired. <laughs> um but yeah we we did we we literally packed I, I think we they were allowed three outfits, one pair of pajamas, a pair of bathers, because we just washed and stuff along the way. Um we did we stayed in a lot of Airbnbs. Yep. Um we didn't we definitely avoided the big resorts. Mm-hmm. I think we did that at the end, just for like a few days we've we are lucky we've had a lot of resort trips yeah and um, we've been very blessed um having lived overseas and i think we've appreciated that for what it is especially living in china I think you need to sometimes to live in China for 10 years which is it's what we a long did time. um we had to decompress mm-hmm. so you'd have to get out of there often to be able to live that life um for so long um so that often meant you know five-star hotel somewhere yeah. but I think towards the end of it we we just got a bit over it. Mm. it. We 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 were craving culture and people not not the the glamour and the the services. The spa. Yeah. Mm. We and I always thought it's actually freaking boring. Like when you look around there's people who are they're lovely and they're there for a purpose to chill or you know whatever's going on in their life I'm sure a lot of a lot of big stuff. Um but I always just thought no one connects here. Yeah. It's, it's actually a really good way to segregate people. Definitely. Um, that kind of, I don't know, not not all environments. But most but people go there for that. For that, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so we did. We stayed in a lot of um, random places. And then, of course, we're really lucky. So we stayed with lots of mates yeah. because we're um, – You knew lots of people. Yeah. Well, just I think that because you live in a transient kind of place, people move on somewhere and you always have kind of these specs on the world map. Yeah. It's pretty kind of cool. Yeah, so um, we did that. That was – Good. But yeah, sorry, I'm I'm kind of diversing. Like,
0: That's fine, no worries. That's what we're here for. Yeah. So we we left Cambodia. We come back to yeah, Australia.
1: Cambodia. Um, came back to Australia briefly. Yeah. Um, and then um, bye, mum and dad. See you, <laughs> mum. Bye, mum and dad. They, are, to be honest, I'm not I'm completely the black sheep because everyone else is kind of back in Melbourne. Um sorry, having some water. Um, yes. So was back there for a really short while. Just got itchy feet again. I oh I remember going to Coles. actually this is funny I remember going back after Cambodia oh after Cambodia I went traveling around India um with my mum and some friends nice yeah so that was pretty cool um India I thought I was prepared for that after Cambodia I've never been
0: but everyone says you're never prepared yeah, it's for a India
1: love hate relationship I don't hate anything actually but um so I wouldn't say hate that's a strong word it, it's sort of like a love not not so much love um relationship. Yeah, full on. The caste system. and Interesting,
0: I think is the word you're after.
1: Yeah, well, just su- <laughs> such a um, juxtaposition. Yep. Some days I'd feel so energised and really like, yes, let's get out there. The colours, the spices, everything. Like Indian people are so warm as well and, mm. and very educated. Um, but then other times I just thought, this is unfair. You know, when we're in Var- Varanasi, the Mecca where people go to die. Yeah. Um, and where you see floating dead bodies and um, all that sort of stuff. That was, um, it was, it was, there were parts of it where you thought it's amazing. These people have actually like gone in this massive trek for like weeks and months to get there with their own disease or whatever they're carrying Um, to, I, I mean, like the burden they're carrying yeah. family stuff Um, to get to this salvation place. I thought that was amazing. So there was a, kind of some nice light there, but it was pretty dark. To kind of view I don't know, yeah. It's quite bizarre. But a really good experience. I, I do recommend I I do recommend <laughs> India to people. Like it's yeah. it's it's I think it's
0: somewhere you gotta go. Like I'd love to go there. Um stunning. just for that experience.
1: And we we um I guess I didn't do India um I, I always had hoped I might be able to take a lot of time in India. I you need a good six months to do it the way I'd I was there for like three months, but to go on the trains and oh, okay. actually do it, you know. Locally, properly, yeah. um, but because um, we, I was with mum for some of it, and then my friends. We kind of travelled. We flew a lot. Oh God, some of those planes are pretty dodgy. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> kind of lucky to be here. Um, yeah, and then we ended up going to Kerala down south. Yeah, we kind of went all around. Um, and south was pretty on the backwaters and stuff. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, and after India, came back for a bit, and then. Um yeah, I also had met another guy, a different British guy in Cambodia. So we had this like on off kind of relationship and he ended up coming to Melbourne. So I was in Melbourne for a small amount of time, maybe like a few months. And then he he went back to England and I then had planned to go and meet him there. But we actually ended up having a bit of a split. Um and I ended up going anyway. I just thought, well, yeah. Um I hit a bit of a dark time. During that phase where I was like, "Oh, should I go? Should I not?" Um, but I ended up going, and I traveled with my older brother and mum first to a friend's wedding in Dusseldorf in Germany. Mm-hmm. And We did Russia, and we did all of Eastern Europe. Oh wow, that was epic! That was really like amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, my like great uncle, um, oh sorry, my uncle who's passed away already. He was Hungarian, so that was cool going through all of his sort of hood. Um, and then, yeah, ended up in England. So mum and my brother flew home and I ended up in England. Um, kind of tried to rekindle that thing. It didn't really work. So ended up there. And, um, yeah, in London, as you would know. Like, I love London. London's pretty cool. Well, um, so how old are we now? Uh, I was like 26, 7. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, it was there for a bit. And then a really cool girlfriend that I met, she lived in Brighton. Um, you know, south of that London sounds. in Sussex. So, beautiful
0: rocky beaches yeah, of
1: Brighton. Big sand, we call it. Big sand, yeah. <laughs> it's massive. Um, yeah, so I ended up there and um, used to, at that time, I, I was finishing my master's in international development. That's what I started when I was in Cambodia. So I was still doing that distance and then I was a personal enabler. That was actually a really cool job that I did. Great title. What's a yeah, personal enabler? Um, so um, I worked with a woman called Kath who has um, had cerebral palsy Super smart, savvy woman. Um, and she, yeah, so she obviously just needed me to be her hands and feet. Okay. She, she was in a chair um, and she lived independently. So I would go and stay with her for like three, four days. Um, and then the other three days I'd go back to Brighton. Um, yeah, she lived in Putney in London yeah. and she was really active. It was cool. So I had good, I was with her for a few years. Um, and she, I also would sometimes be her voice. Okay. Um because she was super savvy and smart, um but obviously um a lot of people couldn't really un- sometimes they couldn't understand her. So I would just step in when she needed me to. Yep. Um to do that. Um but yeah, she was cool. She did pottery, she studied, she um had lots of friends and family. Wow. So I got really involved in her life um you know and and was really it was a privilege to work with her. Um Did Is she lots- still love? Yeah. Are you still in touch? Um, not as much, but um, I'd like to reconnect with her yeah, yeah, um, yeah, she was pretty, yeah, I always remember that as a really good experience. Um, yeah, and did my study and did lots of yoga. I was kind of addicted to yoga at when that did, time. When did
0: you find yoga? Um, before that or when you were there?
1: Yeah, kind of a bit before that. I think when I was going through a bit of dark times mm-hmm. um, with a breakup and went into a bit of a depression for a few months, I just, I needed medicine but not, I, I wasn't quite down with the whole drug risk thing. Yeah. Well, I, it's cause my, um, both my parents are pharmacists. Oh, okay. So I grew up with drug pushers. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Although I think I did take a mild something back then. Um, yeah, but I am, I remember trying to holistically do it as well. Like I got like acupuncture and did yoga. So I'd work, I was doing some consulting like contract work, head office of Coles And I remember, um, straight after I'd finished that I'd go straight and do like one or two yoga sessions but yoga I just got completely addicted um yeah so that was good it's nice hot, therapy. Yoga though. hot yoga like 40 degree room yeah Detox. I did hot
0: yoga yeah and I went and signed up on the seven day pass because my wife did it and I thought nice. it'd be a nice thing to do yeah. I walked in there I'm obviously I'm not the skinniest of people in the world and I've rocked up there and there's all these people in these little clothes um no I'm good I'm good yeah I walked in and
1: it's a bit daunting but
0: that's okay. I got over that and then did the yoga thing. I thought I was going to die after the first session. And then so I thought, okay, I'm going to go back tomorrow. i got a seven-day pass. I went like back it. the next day and then I went back the next day and then I never went back.
1: <laughs> it's good that you tried it though.
0: I did try it and it will never happen again.
1: It's not for everyone. Um, Do you know the reason? It's the worst
0: thing I've ever done in my life.
1: <laughs> it's very hard to breathe. Um, it is. In that space. It's the hardest training I've ever done. Space. Yeah, and it really does get your heart rate up. I, I think I loved it. At that time, and I haven't really done it for a while. I do different vinyasa yoga now and other sort of hatha yoga, but for me, it was really good because I have a very busy mind. Yeah, and I find it really—I still find it hard to quieten my mind. And I found that that yoga, um, because it's so intense physically, um, if you don't embrace your the inhaling and exhaling and the breath. You actually Die. You literally will pass out. <laughs> um, so, for me, that was a good kind of gateway into, yeah, the, the journey. Um, but, yeah, I think a lot of people love it. I became quite addicted. Um, did you
0: do hot yoga in the UK as well?
1: Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. So, I, that's where that came from. Um, yeah, it was really good. Nice. And it was nice in winters, you know? Yeah, of it's course. A bit of free heating. <laughs> <laughs> Save on the electricity bill. <laughs>
0: So you're uh, you're working for the lady. Yep. And then you finished with her.
1: Yep. Finished with her. And then um, what do we do? Um, oh, so have you met the hubby yet? Um, yeah. So I'm meeting the hubby like now. Now. Um, cool. So this was when I was like 29. Um, yeah. So I had some really good girlfriends there, Zoe and Emma. And Emma was the one I'd known from Melbourne. She um, she they were sort of trying to set me and jace up for a while but jace had been in relationships as well and he was kind of just happy you know hanging out doing his thing and i oh i'd also met another guy called wolfgang wolfgang um, who's lovely still in touch with him yeah from austria because my my dad's um sister my aunt and cousins live in vienna so when i was in the uk and didn't do the christmas back home you know, that 24-hour yeah. thing. Off like, to Vienna. Yeah, I, I'd go to Vienna and I met him in Vienna. And we we became really good buddies and kind of um decided, oh, maybe we can make this work. The only catch was that he was not based in Vienna. He was based in Moscow um, and I was based in England. So <laughs> we were trying to work out how the hell are we going to make this work because we got along but we weren't sure did we want to take the next level. So we had arranged to go snowboarding in Schlaudming, which is like south of – austria yep. um and but we also were open and said to each other this is what was really cool in fact very cool in lots of the relationships i've had because it's been really quite honest um i said if you meet someone you know who's a good match i'm i'm cool with that just let me know and if i meet someone likewise i'll let you know so anyway this is where i met jace because i'd known jace for a while like a year and we'd kind of like seen each other we met like you know hove Hove yes. actually. Um Ove. Ove actually. Yes. Yeah. So we'd met um at a it was like Labor Day weekend and I'd just come back from a home visit, I think in Australia. Um and we met through our mutual friends or whatever. And I remember we were at this party, everyone was a bit caned. Um I wasn't really, I was just this bouncy bonkers <laughs> loud Australian. And that's how Jace remembers me. He was sitting in a chair in the middle of the room and I under this cap and I always thought who's bit hot and but I I remember distinctly looking at him thinking he's so far up his ass like I thought he thought he was really good and so he put me off wanting to chat to Did him he do something to make you think that or uh, we, he just because yeah, he was a cause Englishman he, well it's because he sat in the middle of a room <laughs> by himself on a chair and was just so comfortable and it's because and he's shy but I thought for someone to be able to do that, they must be so confident and, and, and full themselves. of themselves. But he said it was the opposite. He's shy but he felt really comfortable because he's with his mates like yeah. in their lounge room. So it was like just being with family. And then he just remembers thinking, who's that really loud Australian girl? <laughs> She's starting to annoy the crap out of me. And I just remember thinking, he's so far up his ass, I don't want to hang out with him. Love it. And our friends were like saying, you should, you know, like, um, and we we're like, no, we're, we're good. So um my friend Zoe and Miles, they um bought the flat next door to Jace and they kept making these digs like, Hey, you know, Jace is actually a really nice guy and I said, Yeah, no, he's nice because we see him at the pub, you anyway, know, we'd meet up uh, uh, there's a tradition on Sundays we go for a Sunday roast, yep. have some pints, whatever. And I go, yeah, no, he's nice, but I'm just I'm good. Like I, I like me. Leave me alone. I, I like me again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm in a good place. Anyway we they had like an engagement party slash you know um moving in party and um uh and i knew jace would be there and i thought to myself i have to give him a chance like i have to actually chat to him yep. have a conversation then make the judgment cuz i i think i was really like being quite judgmental so i thought l- just do that and then then we're good so i went there to the party i think i might have glammed up a bit <laughs> I think I was probably still wearing trainers, you know. Yeah. I, I do. Like you prepared
0: yourself. Though. Yeah.
1: Um. And I, yeah, we chatted. Um. In the kitchen, of course, near the hob, the stove. Always happens. Always, there's parties there. Um. And we got along really well. And I was like, shit. You didn't want that to happen? Yeah. I was a bit like, oh damn. I think I actually said it to him. Yeah. This is not good. And <laughs> and he was like, what's going on? And I was like. Well, I I'm kind not of, supposed to like you. Yeah. And um, so yeah, it was kind of like it was quite bizarre. But yeah, I remember like um him asking him, Oh, can I hold your hand? It was really daggy. And he said, yes, please. And then we I think we ended up snogging in the bathroom. Um yeah, so then and we went on a date. He sent me this poem. He was quite romantic. I went back to London and it was like Valentine's Day, a few days later. It's February, February 2006. Yeah, and he um I went back to London and he said he sent me this poem and stuff and I was like, "Oh, wow, okay. This is yep." And um we ended up going on a date. So, he rocked up to take me out on like to take me out for dinner and he's nice Audi and you know, he'd made a big effort. And I I, I basically said to him, "Can we change the plans because I was in like dungarees, you know, overalls. Yeah. Denim overalls. I just finished um one of my assignments for my masters." I think I was half drunk, half cut. Like I'd had three coronas with my flatmate awesome. and said, can we just stay in and hang out? So I ended up making burnt pumpkin risotto. We had coronas. It, it was a 60 hour date.
0: Nice.
1: Um, yeah. So that was really good. And um, I think our my flatmate's friends from Manchester, they were really musical and they they were there on like the Sunday. We did lots of stuff. We went on a country drive, caught up <laughs> with mates to get the approval that everything was good, you know, and not that you need approval. Um we we went for coffee and it was like we were just yeah, it was weird. And I always had this thing in my head, I don't want to get married. That was always a big thing, yeah. like I don't need to get married. I'd like probably to find someone, maybe have a kid, never to get married. But, yeah, from then we were just attached. Like we I, I had rules, like I don't move in with anyone after a certain amount of time. <laughs> I, I literally moved in. He he came to Australia three How weeks. Many days? Three weeks after. <laughs> like I think in my head I thought six months or a year. Yeah. Is when you would be able to move in with someone, but I moved in with him like after two months or something ridiculous. <laughs> and um, we yeah, three weeks after we got together. After that, I still went to Schlaudming to meet Wolfgang, but I went with a girlfriend, and I'd already told Wolfgang it's off. all over. I've met this guy. It's all on. So yeah, that was good. It was good to all get it <laughs> open and honest. A bit complicated, but yeah. Um, Jace came. It, we went to um my best friend's wedding in um Daydream Island. She invited him um, and I was like, dude, you, I don't think you can come like Okay. He was like, I'm coming. And I was like, oh, my God, you are totally not the commitment phobe at all. And we got stranded because there was a cyclone on Daydream. Yep. So we were in the spa in our romantic bliss and there was like massive palm trees hitting our heads. It's cold. And we were just like, la, la, la. I this never
0: realised. A- yeah. I love it. I
1: remember Jace like standing up removing a whole tree and I was like didn't even see that um yeah so we're in our little love bubble and um we got stranded because of the cyclone ended up on Hamilton Island and you know they'd already said dear Mr and Mrs Darrington you know we've only been dating three weeks I'm sorry for the inconvenience and that you missed your flight Jason missed his flight back to the UK, and he said, "Don't worry, I've already told my boss if it went well, that I'll extend my trip and I'll go down to Melbourne <laughs> to meet your family." And I, at this point, I was like, "What?" The f-? Yeah, so it was all very on. Um, so yeah, we ended up he met my family, and um, I feel like our relationship has been on fast forward ever since, ever since we got together. Yeah, so we then went back, moved in, got engaged after five months of being together. Love it. It was just bonkers. I was, it was after my thirtieth big weekend party and i was eating ice cream he got this like serious glaze look of love he was feeding the fish turned around and said will you marry me Mins?" and i said i i I had ice cream in my mouth and spat it out um and he went and i said what and and he said no this is the moment like this is the real deal and i was like oh yes please um (laughs) so yeah that was pretty bizarre and then yeah after that we we um so we had a long engagement because we decided we were just ready to leave UK. Yep. I'd been there for like four years. And um, so I'd said to him, oh, I'd love it if we could go back to Asia somewhere. And he was with Porsche at the time. Um, he did after sales stuff. So he had an opportunity in Dubai or Shanghai. So we ended up going to Shanghai for a bit of a recce that year um, in October. Recce, you like, know, check it out. Um, And said, yep, sold. So we went back, packed everything up. Um, had an engagement party there, flew back in February to here, had an engagement party back in Melbourne, um, and then moved to China. And we thought we'd be there for one or two years as a pit stop, yep. newly engaged. Um, we stayed for 10, Had got married, lots of jobs, lots of houses, lots four of kids, children. lots of children. <laughs> and then we moved to the Gold Coast last April, the yeah. end. <laughs> and when did you get married? Um, oh, yeah, sorry. So we got married while we are in China, but we flew back to Melbourne to get married. We got married at the –
0: How long had you been together? Did you have kids before you got married?
1: We had Jasmine. Yeah. yeah we had Jazz. Um, oh, yeah, I sort of skipped that part, didn't I? <laughs> we had some kids and then we um, – yeah, we had Jazz. Um, and then she actually was born with like um, this rare kind of um, syndrome. So we ended up – when I was in China, I had to come back to Australia a lot for her for medical stuff. Okay. So the Royal Children's in Melbourne. So so um, we sort of ended up – doing our wedding in November, and she actually had cleft palate surgery the month before. So we ended up doing that at the same time. Um,
0: Good, see so you're organised, just <laughs> yeah, fit it all in.
1: Fit it all in. Yeah, and she recovered really well. Um, so, yeah, we had her, got married in November um, 2008, so it's our 10-year wow. this year.
0: congratulations.
1: Thanks. Yeah, it's been a, it's a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a sprinter <laughs> myself. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, it's good. And then we had all the others in between. Jace. um, yeah, his career kind of flew mine. He was very productive career wise. I'd say I was more reproductive. Um, <laughs> Boom. yeah, a bit of a breeder, but yeah, China was awesome. Um, it was. Why Shanghai? Um, that was. Did you in, like, yeah. Did you actually
0: enjoy Shanghai?
1: Amazing. Yeah? Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it was, you know, we were there, we were really lucky cause we were there in the growth years. So when the GFC hit where the rest of the world was freaking out, yeah, we actually, that's probably why we stayed longer. Cause we thought we're, we're lucky here that we're we, in the bubble. Yeah. Mm. Um, but we, you know, we weren't, we were expats, but we weren't in a fully expat bubble. So for the first like six years of our life there, we lived in a lane house, like a terrace house downtown. So we, we were amongst like the locals. Yeah. yeah. We, we made an effort to, um, we weren't on a massive, massive expat package, we were on, you know, decent, you know, um, package. So we, 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 we consciously tried to parent our kids and live, uh, as as much of a Chinese life as we could. Yep. Um, Shanghai like London's not England. You know, Sydney's not Australia kind of thing. Same deal. So we, we I remember we always had those conversations of we want to try to live. We're never going to fully integrate because we're not mainland Chinese. Yeah, of course. But we made a big effort to learn the language and to culturally see a that lot makes of a difference China when
0: you're there as well, doesn't? Yeah. it? Yeah.
1: And um, it also makes you – it gives you skills and you foster more independence. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I think you have a better experience. Um, Yeah, so our kids as well, like they – Are they
0: all born in China?
1: Yeah, all made so in China. So <laughs> do they have Chinese – Actually better quality. Do they have Chinese passports? No, we, we can't get – so they've got um Aussie and British. Just okay. Yeah, not like the States where if you're born there you get the – Yeah, no. Yeah. No. Um, but they, yeah, we, they went to like um, local kindergartens in Montessori where yep. there was immersion. So they spoke all day, they spoke Chinese and awesome. um, got English at home. Um, and then they went into their, you know, like international schools. Um, Yeah, it was really great. I, I it was really amazing for me because I got to breed, but I also got to, I was kind of an entrepreneur there as well. I had a trendy little citizens business where I designed like sort of ethically made or sustainable clothing um, that was for, um, like it was gender neutral clothing, okay. very colourful. That was really fun. So I, I traipsed around the markets um with other expats and locals. Um and, and kids in backpacks and, kids, and stuff. Yep. kids off hanging off my boo, breastfeeding yeah. and yep. Um that was cool. Um and then I also finished my masters there. So I ended up graduating Hong Kong. what do you have a master's in? in international development. Okay. Like social science. Yep. Yes, yeah, so that was good. Um, that's kind of my passion. Um, and now it's sort of come, is coming back in full circle which is good I parked that for a bit so I thought how do I do the whole I don't know I'm a bit of a compartmentalizer, mm-hmm. where I sometimes think to navigate parenthood I don't know I'm, I'm not sure I'm still trying to work out how I feel about it but I know that I'm a woman who wants it all but I also have to surrender and accept that we can't have it all at the same time Why not? Um, I feel that it's well we can but not in the full force way that I, <laughs> I want to. Yeah, that's so cool. for example, um if I was to pursue the international development career like lots of my friends have in that um arena, it's tricky. You can do it with kids, but it's pretty tricky because you're going into often dangerous places. Like my my thesis in my master's is all about um remnants of war mm-hmm. and landmine stuff. Um, And doing humanitarian kind of law. So it often involves, yeah, places that are war-torn. Yeah, it's not always the safest environment to be.
0: But I think that's a whole thing with women, especially, and careers is the fact when you decide that you're going to have kids, um, a decision's made. And my wife and I made the same decision is that I was earning more money so – I would go to work and she'd stay home and look after the children. Yeah. And now she's in a position where she now goes to work, like something completely different than what she ever did. She works in the local school and loves yeah, yeah. it. I think she loves the fact she's interacting with other adults and yeah, yeah, and yeah. got away from the kids even though she's in a school, which is ironic. So
1: important though.
0: Yeah, and, and that 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 comes down to the fact of you put your life on hold mm. for these little things that you that, that you've made. For a period of time. And that period of time is a fair period of time as well. Yeah. But as they're starting to get older, you now can actually start doing more stuff. Yeah. So you can start looking at different ways to do things. And I think – Your entrepreneurial mind allows you to do that as well because you can look at stuff a little bit differently than a lot of people in the fact of, oh, actually I've got a gap in my day there, I'll go and do a podcast with Brett or I've got a gap here or I'll go and do that. Whereas a lot of people, oh, actually I've got to stay home, I've got to do this, like you know, you compartmentalise things but at the same time you also do stuff.
1: Yeah, I guess, um, and I actually don't consider myself an entrepreneur by definition, whatever that is, because I think that's changing. The workscape is changing a lot. Um, So I think before there was a lot of people who were, you you know, I guess you are born with an entrepreneurial spirit. Yes. But you, um, with all the startups and just the way the economy is changing, it's very circular. We're going so digital, um, talking about automation and globalization. So I think by nature, if we're not moving and adapting with the way the world's changing, um, we... It's going to, we're, we're going to, it's not where we're left behind, but we, we, we sort of have to do that. We do. Um, because, and so that almost makes you semi-entrepreneurial in a way. It has to be. Yeah. Because we're now thinking, hang on, we can't just go and be conditioned con- con- like we have been with, you know, education, government, um, or we're, we're not just these little bees and ants anymore.
0: And that's what's wrong um, with education. The education system is still doing the bees and ants. Yeah. And,
1: we yeah, are not a, raising kids in the industrial age, like no, exactly. Exactly.
0: Um, My kids don't need to know how to use a pencil.
1: Yeah. Seriously. And seriously. <laughs> and, and and I think the thing, I think we talked about this before, but like I, I also just look, um, I mean, that's a whole other podcast and yeah. like decade, <laughs> isn't it? Talking about the education system. Yeah. But um, but it's not um it's more that if you look at the not that I'm totally results driven, I think it's important to think about the action stuff, but It's sort of now these stats that are coming out um, saying that, I don't know, by the time our eldest eldest has graduated, say, high school, senior school, there won't be, those jobs aren't going to be around. Exactly. So 60 to 80% of middle management is going to be slashed. Yes. So if we, it's not that you need a plan B. I also think you don't always need to have that. But you definitely need to be thinking bigger um, and not different. Different. Yeah, different and be able to diversify and be able to transfer your skills. And, like, maybe I think the greatest thing, if we go back to the parenthood stuff, um, for us, like, you know, we are totally winging it. We don't know what we're doing. We all are. Yeah, we are, and we all I, want, are. I
0: want to go there because I want to I want to say something to everyone that's actually listening. Is yeah, okay. We're very excited Yeah. because we've had conversations mm. and you and your awesome husband are going to now start podcasting with us. Yeah. With Parenthoodlum, as it's currently called. Yep. Talk to me about it. What the hell is parenthood? Um,
1: yeah. So we're we're kind of excited. Um, because we, having raised our kids without a lot of influence, um, from family because we've raised them in different countries than we're born, um, we realize I think we're just trying to get back to that thing of it takes a village to raise kids, mm-hmm. and I feel like we're so globally connected, but we're very locally disconnected, and we can go into a whole other realm there where we're, you know, need to be connected with yourself, to be yeah, connected with sure. your partner, to be connected with kids but um, and to be connected with your village. But yeah, there's this whole, um, I'm not sure if it's just here, but generally what I see in Australia having returned is there's a big culture where we, we've all got like borders and fences and yeah. the roller door scenario where, we, so we're very friendly and saying hi to our neighbours, but, not everyone knows their neighbours. Some people do, yep. and I think that's really important. We definitely were very friendly with our neighbours overseas because I think you had to huddle together sometimes as expats. But what I see now is that people are just, um, I don't know, I guess not reaching out and supporting each other enough in the parenthood shape. So parenthood is we, we're sort of building this movement and collective to try and um, support parents and to also try to talk about the real and raw stuff of parenthood. <laughs> Not to, there's so much keeping up with the joint. just so much bullshit. Yeah.
0: So much judgment. The crap. Talk real.
1: So much judgment. Everyone else
0: is going through that same shit yeah. you're going through. Everyone hates one of their children on a daily basis, yeah. and I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in the fact that they're little assholes every now yeah. and then. They definitely and are. And call them on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing that no one does. There's no
0: discipline anymore.
1: Yeah, and to acknowledge that. Um. I think to bring that respect back for yourself first, yes. for yourself, to fill up our cup. So it's not parentholdem definitely is not something where we're going to focus on kids. Like we really are saying bugger the kids.
0: Bugger the kids, focus on the yeah. parents.
1: Because um, and I also was just chatting to my husband on the way here, actually. We we're chatting about our day and um I said to him, I just had some kinesiology, amazing. And um, I did some surrogate kinesiology um through so they do it through the mum or yeah could do it through the, the dad kid. to the kids um to our son who's going through a bit of a tough time and um I remember saying to I said to Jace just now I feel like dads and mums we're so responsible and we're, we've we become so serious about the parent thing we become very narcissistic like we go up on a massive scale with narcissism once you become a parent you really controlled and overwhelmed and anxious and um I said to him um just from my point of view being a mum I said I feel like I'm sort of the nucleus of the family and he also has that responsibility but for some reason I said the mum um I feel that I carry that more with the emotional stuff of course um and so yeah back to parenthood stuff like I don't think we women talk we're we're lucky we've been conditioned to be able to have that free talking I think men it's really much more challenging it's not tough if you talk yeah, God. it's it's more challenging and I think um yeah. there needs to be open conversations about um the the good like celebrating the triumphs and the the wins but also a lot of talk about the struggles and the the stuff that we as parents not talking about our kids but we are struggling with. So it could be to do with health, wealth, um you know, our own relationships, mm. our bullying, all that sort bullying. of stuff that you got to deal with. Yeah, and um And we, yeah, we just want to sort of create this open, non-judgmental space where people can be free to to be themselves (laughs) and to not lose themselves. It's a big thing for me. Like I do sort of compartmentalize a lot of parts of me. Um, And I guess I've been lucky to have that freedom to explore myself because um, we did have some help in China yep. while raising kids. Not everyone has that. But my I definitely know that I probably still live in that identity crisis of parenthood mm-hmm. realm because I want to do so many things for the greater good, for humans, to to create not only awesome little humans for us um, and for the wider community, but to give back to people who don't get that chance. And um, so the only way to do that is really to fill up your own cup yep. as – as mums, as dads, um, just together. as people together. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what we're doing. We're that's awesome.
0: So Parent Hoodlum is going to be a podcast. It's going to be yep. a, an online platform and you're going to have events.
1: We're going to have events, yep. yeah.
0: Bugger the kids. We're going to actually go and meet and have a glass of wine and chat.
1: Yes, chat and like dance. I love dancing. Oh, that's great, do the worm, do the running man. Yeah, a bit um, of Bon
0: Jovi in the background.
1: Yep. Um, you know, just kind of be, be. We're be. human beings, not human doings. Oh, I love it. So yeah, um, that's pretty exciting. That's a passion project for us as well. I think it's all it stems from the fact that we we know we struggle sometimes, and I think I'm not sure if you would agree, but I can I can ask you this because you've got the the cred behind you with the raising. <laughs> We're not quitters. We have got four kids. Yeah, so raising the awesome foursome. <laughs> um, but for for me, sometimes I think there's a lot of judgment when you do have more kids. Mm. Um, say when you've gone over that two mark. Yeah. Um, you are sometimes um perceived to not know at all because no one's know does. a lot more. Know a shed load no. more and you to must be, know more because you got more of them. To be gurus and you, you think, no. I Why actually know
0: less <laughs> because there's so many of them and I've got no <laughs> fucking idea what I'm doing. And their
1: personalities are really different yeah. and um yeah, you know, maybe we look like we're handling it. Um but you know, no one knows what's going on behind closed exactly. doors either. And and I think that's the thing. Like for so long, I have actually probably put up this facade that I'm coping pretty fucking well. Yeah. But um time to pull down the facade. Not yeah, on, on a lot of days I actually just think Yeah, like it's just full it can be overwhelming. Like my anxiety so can just pff, catapult. And um I think that's because I'm not it's, there's a lot of expectations from society, but you're also. You're not dealing with
0: it. you got to deal with this shit. Yeah. You, so there's good, there's bad, there's ugly. Out. Yeah, of course you do.
1: Um, Yeah, so that's, we just want to. That's Parenthood. hoodlum. Be share bears. You love know?
0: it. A share bear. I love that. Sharing's caring. Thanks so much for coming to see me. I've you're had welcome. such a good time. I've got some questions I need to ask you at the end of my podcast.
1: Okay. Very
0: quick, Vice. you got a first thing that comes in your head. All right. What's your favourite food? Mm,
1: thai, maybe. Thai. Yeah.
0: Wow. Favourite song?
1: Mm, that would probably have to be 500 Miles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, actually, they would yeah, well,
1: Ice Ice Baby, those those two songs. <gasps> Vanilla Ice. So even if I'm in a shocking mood, uh, and my kids and husband put these on for me when I am in a crap mood, yeah. um, and I can't help but dance.
0: At the start of this podcast, it'll be I could walk 500 miles. You weren't here. It's going to well, be great.
1: I, I, yeah, I can do the Irish jig and then yeah. that that comes on, or Ice Ice Baby usually hit the running man straight away. Yeah,
0: love a good running man. Yeah. Where's your favorite place in the world?
1: Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, no, I've been to lots of random places. I've been to North Korea. That was pretty epic. Oh. Um, uh, the mountains there are amazing. Um, I don't know. Like, ooh, there's a lot. I would say. No, I've, I like Croatia a lot. Croatia? Yeah. Oh, Croatia is pretty awesome. Yeah, I thought
0: you would have been Asia.
1: Um, yeah, Asia. I mean, I love I Asia. I love the Penang
0: Street Market. It's one of my favourite places in the world.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's a lot.
0: <laughs> you can't choose. You can't answer that. I like them all. So I have a request before we finish. Yeah. And that is that when we went through the list of things that you did, hmm. um, Singer wasn't on there. But when we spoke at the start of this, you said you were a right. bit of a singer. So yeah. what I want to hear is the um, the ice, ice cube or iced tea little rap that you were doing before we come on air.
1: NWA.
0: NWA. Let's do it. Let's finish <laughs> with NWA.
1: That's from year nine year in th- my Nike Airs Stussy pants <laughs> at the day club in Melbourne. The oh, my goodness. Club. You're going to love a day club. My girlfriends are going to laugh. Okay. It's got a lot of swearing.
0: That's okay. You're not, in year not suitable nine. It's for fine. Kids.
1: All right. So I'll try and remember the so words. Thanks so much for coming
0: to see me. We're going to finish with the rap. All right. Thanks so much for coming in. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, you're an awesome human.
1: Thank you for having me. It's very nice. Let's go. Fuck the motherfucking police. They don't want peace. They want a nigga to cease so they'll cease to be a problem. And By the way, they perform. See, the crying of the white police and not the uniform. And you know, the black police, the house niggas, gave me a motherfucking gun so I get to figure your name out. But you go, but you didn't know. Better stick your black ass back in the ghetto. Yo, to kill another nigga, get to the crack and crack freeze put in the neighborhood in the first place. But the brothers ain't stupid. Remember that. You got to get I gotta get some stuff that Aim to the motherfucking cave The last word to hear Then the smoke appears Tears from a motherfucking family They're staring at me When I'm going gun happy Fuck them. shooting everything inside Tonight's the night To get hype and fight for what's on Fuck what's right And by the way My name is Dre So let's not motherfuckers to what I gotta say Yo fuck the police Yo fuck the kids
0: <laughs> Parenthood coming soon on will meet <laughs> you right Thank you Hey guys, thanks for listening and what an amazing human. Don't forget to hit us up on all the social channels at BJMacker and look out for more Meteor podcasts.